the whole third chapter is an explanation to this two verses 47 and 48 so in the third chapter bhagwan is going to talk about karma yoga in karma yoga there are two words one is karma another is yoga karma means proper action the right action is called karma yoga means the right attitude the proper attitude in performing the action so karma yoga means proper action performed with proper attitude now what are the proper action what should be the attitude we saw we saw the attitude what is the proper action action performed as a duty so niyatam kuru karmatum karmachayokya karmanah this is bhagwan is going to talk about in third chapter we will see that very elaborately at that time now here he is sowing the seed for the third chapter 47 and 48 that we saw then we say dhurena hyavaram karma buddhi yoga dananjaya buddhau sharanam anicca kripana palagedava so avaram karma avaram means inferior so inferior is the karma performed with taking into account only the karma phala dureṇa kyavaram karma buddhi yoga anandya buddhau sharanam anicca kripana phalahetava so people who work for only for the result keeping result alone in mind they are kripana kripana one meaning means pitiable their condition is pitiable miserable so pitiable is that individual who is seeking permanence in impermanent things so phalahetava means phalam the word itself is phalpudaya liyate anena iti phalam that which is subject to destruction in time that is called phalam and when you depend upon phalam <coughs> for all action it is finite and if you depend upon finite result for gaining permanent result it is it is pitiable it is kripana that is how kripana sutra is used and sankaracharya writes people may be successful maybe they are excellent people in this world efficient productive but the method they work it is totally driven by results so it is extremely driven by results oriented today modern world also all management they talk about it what product oriented result oriented <coughs> they are not interested how you do it but they want the results so <coughs> but the internally driven leadership is called inspiration so in order to 
మేనేజ్ పీపుల్ విత్ ప్రొడక్ట్ ఓరియంటెడ్ మెథడ్ యూ హ్యావ్ టు షో ఎ క్యారెట్ ఇన్ ఫ్రంట్ ఆఫ్ ద పీపుల్ ఇన్సెంటివ్ యూ హ్యావ్ టు గివ్ సో ఇఫ్ యూ ప్రొడ్యూస్ దిస్ మచ్ వాట్ ఈస్ మై ఇన్సెంటివ్ వాట్ ఈస్ మై బోనస్ వట్ ఐ గెట్ so but one time you give this much then second time that is not enough some more then third time that's not enough more this is how it goes but the real <coughs> efficiency in activity is when you are inspired so this inner inspiration is what is emphasized here by bhagwan <coughs> for inner inspiration what is necessary the goal has to be higher when we have higher goal when our goal is small limited then what happened your effort and inspiration is also mediocre <laughs> but when the higher is the goal what is the highest goal infinite is the goal here moksha is the goal in order to gain that moksha what is required is purity of mind so when purity becomes more predominant in your goal then what happens the phalam will not be a matter <coughs> for consideration phalam means result <coughs> so this is called bhagwan is saying that the internally driven momentum is everlasting so lord krishna is saying if you are depending upon the result and then acting then it is externally driven but if it is done as an offering to the lord for the purity of mind then you are internally driven <laughs> so e dananjaya dureṇa kyavaram karma buddhi yoga dananjaya బుద్ధౌ శరణమన్విచ్చ కృపణా ఫలహేతవర్ ప్రాప్టెడ్ యాక్షన్ ఈస్ ఫార్ ఇన్ఫీరియర్ టు యాక్షన్ డన్ విత్ యోగబుద్ధి సో టేక్ రెఫ్యూజ్ ఇన్ దిస్ బుద్ధి యోగా దోస్ హూ పర్ఫార్మ్ యాక్షన్ ఓన్లీ ఫర్ ద రిసల్ట్స్ దే ఆర్ మైసెస్ సో లుక్ ఫార్ వర్క్ ఫార్ infinitude sankaracharya writes elsewhere that effort is the same samane ayase api ayasam samanam same effort you have to put forth then why don't you put forth and aim for the highest because if you say the effort put forth for getting 10000 dollars and the effort put forth for getting 1 million dollar what should you do <laughs> you should aim for million dollar not settle for 10000 isn't it so the same way here also when infinite is the your real purpose and goal of life why are you settling for finitude <laughs> this is a point bhagwan is uh, making in brahmana upanishad also it is a kripana the maiser word is used is that uh, the one maiser is the one who depart from this world without gaining the knowledge of atma <coughs> one who does not reach moksha using having got this got this human life 
and he has not made use of his discriminative power and that power that is given to him plus as a gift by the Lord, if it is not used for the purpose for which it is given to him, then he is called Kripanha Maisa. <coughs> now, continuing. Bhutiyukto jahadiha Sukrata Dushkrate Tasmat Yogaya Yujeswa Yoga Karma Sukhaushalam Buddhi Yuktaha The one who is endowed with Buddhi. Here Buddhi Yukta, Samatta Buddhi. Samatta Buddhi was discussed earlier, whether it is Labha, Labha, or the victory or loss, gain or loss, victory or defeat, Sukham or Dukham, in all these Samatta Buddhi. So, this buddhi yuktaha iha here, ube both, sukrata dushkradehi, punya papas. So, samatta buddhi here is talking about the punya papas, give up, jagati, give up. So, one who is endowed with the samatta buddhi, sameness of mind, gives them both punya and papa here in this world. So moksha is beyond punya papa. Punyam means also bondage. Papam is also bondage. Our Swamiji used to say, you are tied with a iron chain. That is papa. And you are tied with golden chain. That is punya. Now person who get tied, what difference it makes? Whether you are tied with, you know, in Arab countries it seems simple. If you are a VIP criminal, you know, VIP criminal, political criminal, then he will be killed with a golden sword. That's honor. <laughs> a person who is dying, what does it matter whether he is killed with golden sword or <laughs> iron sword? <laughs> the same way, for from the standpoint of mukti, moksha, Punya and Papa both are bondages. So one has to go Punya beyond Punya Papas. Tasma Yoga Yujjaswa. Therefore, commit yourself to Karma Yoga. Yoga Karma Sukhaushalam. Now, here again, Bhagavan, earlier it was said, Samattvam Yoga Uchchade. Karma Yoga was given, Samattvam, evenness of mind is Karma Yoga. Here Bhagavan is giving another definition to Karma Yoga. What is that? Yoga Karma Sukhaushalam. Yoga Karma Sukhaushalam. Yoga is still in act, skill in action. Dexterity in action is called Karma Yoga. Now, this word to be understood very clearly, otherwise there will be a lot of confusion. 
So one who is endowed with the samatta buddhi, sameness of mind, gives up both punya and papa here in this world. Therefore, commit yourself to karma yoga. Karma yoga is dexterity in action. This is the meaning of the words. Buddhi yukto jahati ha upes dehi. When Bhagavan says buddhi yukta means yoga buddhi yukta. So yoga buddhi yukta is one who is a karma yogi, one who is committed to a life of karma action with the buddhi of yoga. With the yoga buddhi means right attitude. Yoga buddhi means right attitude. Right attitude is what? Ishara arpana buddhya. So, attitude here is what, while performing the action, one should not forget that the very ability for me to work itself is the blessings of Bhagavan. That thought should not be given up or forgotten. This is called Arpana Buddhi. Arpana Buddhi is not surrendering or giving up. So if you offer everything to Bhagavan, he is not considered arpana buddhi, please. You may offer. That also in the temple we offer so many things. One kilo laddu you offer. Why? Because you know Bhagavan doesn't take even one. But tomorrow let us say Ganesha decide. Let me take all the modha <laughs> this devotee has offered. Will you offer it? <laughs> Second day is the one will do, isn't it? <laughs> he will not offer. Why? Because we know. <coughs> so this arpanam is not, it's not that you work the whole month, you get your salary, and then you offer to Bhagavan. Give this to Bhagavan. See, if Bhagavan is not around, give it to Ashram. Suppose somebody says, will you do it? <laughs> no way. <laughs> So it is not that even if you give also, Bhagavan doesn't want it, okay? He doesn't want it. He is Lakshmi Pati. Who wants your money? He himself is rich. So he doesn't want your small paltry income. So compared to his wealth, our income is what? Nothing compared to that. It is not that he is asking your money, your wealth, your power, your position, your status. This is not what, what Bhagavan wants you to surrender, please. Karma Bhala is not what is to be surrendered. Karma Bhala will come to you only. There is no way Bhagavan is going to stop that. But what is to be given up is that this I am the doer. So that thought is the one is to be given up. And while performing the action, what is to be thought, what the right attitude? that, O oh Lord, with your presence alone, I am able to function. The very ability in me to function with my intelligence, that intelligence itself is given to me by the Lord, who oh, you have, you are the one enlivening my intellect. You are the one enlivening my emotion. You are the one enlivening my physical body. This awareness, with this awareness you perform action, then it is called yoga buddhi. So it is said, buddhi yuktaha jahadi upe So then whatever result comes, you are ready to accept. So it is not only you say punya should come, 
only papa i should not come oh lord i should not suffer oh lord give me only happiness this kind of prayer <coughs> why because we don't know what we have done in our previous lives we have no idea what we go through is result of our previous karmas and those karmas not only one particular life many lives backlog is there so what comes and hits we have no idea so when it comes we should say that bhagwan thank you very much now that particular papa is gone <laughs> so that you know you should be able to say to bhagwan okay you are giving me a chance to exhaust my papa so don't complain that why we are getting this why we are going through this then what happened we you complain and agitate what happens is <clears throat> that it will become a problem <laughs> and it will uh, aggravate then what happened another papa will come in then that papa will create another papa so it will be a chain reaction but if you become what is that attitude is changed totally how you receive it as a prasada there must be a reason why it is happening and whatever you do it is good for me this attitude is there you are calm you are peaceful and even that tragedy will not affect you <laughs> otherwise simple little thing <laughs> the setup is disturbed you become upset what is upset the setup is bad <laughs> what the setup is good the upset is gone isn't it so here yoga buddhi yukta what who is a karma yogi but who is committed to a life of action with the buddhi of yoga what does he do here here in this world while he is alive jahadi ube sukrata dushkadehi gives a papa and punya sukrata means proper action dushkrata means opposite improper action action produces result so proper action produces punya balam improper action produces papa So Sukrata and Dushkrata meant Papa Bhunya. He gives up Jhati, which he gives up. A Karma Yogi gives up Papa and Bhunya in this world. So it is because he has got higher goal in his mind. He is not interested only in enjoying pleasures in this world. And if it comes, he will take it. If it even he doesn't crave for it. कर्मयोगी है सुकृत भावा कर्तृत्व भावा वर्षिप सो हाउ कैन ही गिव अप द रिजल्ट ओनली अ ज्ञानी अ रियलाइज्ड पर्सन डज नॉट हैव वर्षिप ओनली ही कैन गिव अप हाउ डस वन गिव अप पाप एंड पुण्य व्हेन अ पर्सन वर्क लाइक अ कर्मयोगी सो कर्मयोगी हैज नॉट हैव दिस इज अ पूर्वपक्षा पूर्वपक्षा मींस अ क्वेश्चन रेज्ड बाय an opponent to the system vedanta he says karma yogi is a person who has got doership i am the doer karma yogi always he doesn't say bhagwan is the doer he doesn't say only a jnani mahatma will have that kind of an attitude i am not the doer the lord is the doer a karma yogi always have this thought that i am the doer but always remember <laughs> always remember the lord that is true but when the result come 
So Anushochanti Panditaha it is said. It's not that Nashochanti is not said. Don't cry, he never said. Na Anushochanti, don't keep on crying. That is what he said. No, you cry at that particular, that's why in all our system we are given 10 days, 13 days to cry. Then afterwards get on with your life, move on. So that is what the point is. So how much time it takes for you to recover from a shocking news, a shocking experience, how much time it takes, that determines your Antakkarana Siddhi. Ah, you are angry. Some people take so many yeah, years, some people generations. You know, that's why you see some movies also, Badala and things like that. You know, he hand over the problem to his son and that son cannot do anything, then to the grandson. The three generations goes on. What? One little insult. <laughs> some people it may be here, some people it is... <laughs> I remember one person went from here to Delhi, he refused to see his friend. That friend asked him, why are you not talking to me? He said, I will not talk to you. Why? You insulted me. When? Twenty years ago. What did I say? You are a fool, he told me. Really? I did, did I tell you I'm, you are a fool? Yes. When? Twenty years ago. <laughs> and you still remember that? Yes. Then I reconfirmed. Why? <laughs> Because some people keep on thinking about this, what? <laughs> Recover from that. So the, see, look at the children, our little kids, you had to learn from them. Small children, two and a half years, two or three years children. You know, they may fight with their friends. After two, two hours or two, after half an hour they become friends. Isn't it? And the parents, you look at it, pick up a quarrel, they become enemy whole lifetime. Children forget. Why? Because their mind is pure. So the same way it is applicable to us also, to the extent our mind is pure, you are able to recover. And that is called progress. Now, it is not that you suddenly you start receiving, listening to Vedanta, you are doing sadhana, you have no reaction. That is not the point here. <laughs> then you will not be a human being. There should be reaction. So, but then, how long it takes to recover? <clears throat> so, in this world, sometimes we do feel hurt, we do feel sad, that is natural. But the thing is, whether you can come back or not, and how fast you come back to samattam, that makes the difference. Tasmat yogaya vijjasvat Arjuna, commit yourself to karma yoga. Yoga, karma sabhavsharam. Now another definition of yoga. <coughs> now this particular line we have, we have to understand very clearly. See, skill in action is yoga. If you say, people who are skilled in, you know, if you practice for a long time, you become very skillful. Any activity. That doesn't mean that he is a karma yogi. <laughs> now that way pickpocketer also very skillful. <laughs> Without your knowledge the fellow picks your pocket. A murderer also, a contracted murderer. You know, there are people who are trained uh, killers. 
they also do a very clean job, no evidence left. <laughs> you can't prove who did that. So he is also skillful. Just because you are skillful, that doesn't make you a karma yogi. So that's why it is to be understood properly. Kaushalam, skill, dexterity, karmasu, inaction, yoga, is yoga. So in karma yoga, this is one aspect. You do your job dexterously. But just because one does an action, an action dexterously, it does not make him a karma yogi. Now, action has got a knack of binding. Binding and multiplying. These are the two things. Any action you perform, it will bind you. Not only bind you, it has got multiplying effect, snowballing effect. You start little, then slowly, slowly you develop into a big samsara, isn't it? All those uh, 9 11 and things are stores, McDonald's, and what is that? KFC, then the Dunkin' Donut, they all started their backyard, isn't it? <laughs> then now it has become a worldwide corporation. The same way any particular action you start, it has got a multiplying effect. So, Lord Krishna already said, Made Sangostagarmani, let your attachment not be to inaction. So a karma should be performed in such a way, you are not bound by it, no more vasanas should be created, action should be performed in such a way where even earlier bondages are nullified. This skill is called <coughs> karma sukhausana. <coughs> now look at this. We have come here to this world to exhaust our samskaras, vasanas. Our purpose of living here is what? To exhaust karmas. It is like you are going to a shopping mall with a list of items to buy. Your purpose of visiting that shopping mall is what? To exhaust the list, isn't it? One by one. But then what happened to us? When we go there, we see new items. We add to the list. Sometime you may think that not now, I'll come next time. <laughs> or sometime you buy that time itself. There are certain things may be very expensive, you postpone it for next visit. So, but what is happening? You are gone there to exhaust that list, but you add to the list. The same way, we have come here to this world to exhaust the list of vasanas with which we have come. But what happened? Having come here, we start adding. So instead of exhausting, what happens? You add. <coughs> that leads to another life. And there also we do the same thing. That will lead to another life. So this is not called Karma Yoga. So Karma Yoga is that particular technique using which you have come here to exhaust your karma. While exhausting the karma, you will not create new asanas. <coughs> yes? Are you really talking about executing karma at this 
two, three level of karmas. One is called Sanchitam karma, another is Praraptha karma, third one is Agamiya karma. Sanchitam karma means total Vasanas karma in your account. Many lives added, accumulated. Then some of them get matured, that gives you this birth. So in this birth when we have come, we have to exhaust that the karma yoga is the one that exhausts your prarapta karmas. I mean that which is mature in this life. Then sanjita karma can exhaust only through practice of meditation. So that whatever accumulated karma, that's why Gurudev used to say that in the heat of meditation, the seeds of vasana get roasted. So it is made dysfunction. Then Agami karma means while you are here you collect more karma. That is stopped. Anyway, that will be stopped. So this life, what karma yoga is the one, a knack. <coughs> using an attitude using which while exhausting the vasanas or karma, karma balas, we don't create new ones. That is the technique. So that is what is called dexterity in action. <clears throat> so karma yogi converts a binding karma to a liberating karma and this conversion is not by changing the action but purely brought about by changing the attitude. So the <clears throat> like a poison in the cobra, cobra poison, cobra poison is <laughs> dangerous. But the very same copra poison is used as a medicine. So how you convert that poison to medicine the same way? Karma has got poison like binding. But karma yoga has got that particular knack that binding karma become a karma to take you to moksha, liberation, freedom. So this is called karma sukaushalam. Skill in action, dexterity in action. Okay, continuing. <coughs> Karma jam buddhi yuktahi. Palam tektwa manishina. Janma bandhavi nirmukta. Padam gachandya namayam. Buddhi yukta. Those who are endowed with the proper attitude, that is karma yoga, buddhi yoga. Manishinaham in the wise. Karma jam, that which is born of karma. Phalam, Tektva, giving up results. The wise endowed with the attitude of Karma Yoga, <coughs> having given up the result of action, Janma Bandha Vinir Muktaha, free from the bondage of birth, Anamaya, free from all afflictions, Padam Hi Gachanti. 
indeed go to that padam anamayam padam that abode free from all afflictions so freedom freed from the fetters of birth go to the state which is beyond all evil so the meaning of the verse is the wise possessed of knowledge having abandoned the fruits of their actions and freed from the fetters of birth go to the state which is beyond all evil <clears throat> now here in this verse phalam goes with karmajam and manishina goes with buddhiyuktaha buddhiyukta means who is endowed with buddhi knowledge wisdom so who is a manishi manishi means those who are contemplative people is called manishi wise intelligent thinking people so sankaracharya has written also manisha panchakam evam manisha mama this is my opinion uh, manish also means opinion they are not only able to think but also are able to keep their mind under control here we have to understand buddhi stands for both kinds of yoga karma yoga and sankhya yoga buddhi yoga means here both stands for both so those who have the yoga buddhi such people are called manishina in the first stage they have followed karma yoga and have gained antakarna shuddhi in the second stage jnana yoga they have knowledge of the self following the path of jnana they have attained knowledge such people manishina karmajam phalam tektva so the result of karma giving up the result of karma give up the fruits of action which means they rise above all their desires craving attachment to the fruits of action they grow out of it <clears throat> it is not that such people will not have any desire for result please don't misunderstand artha and kama will be honored because in our culture artha and kama is not disrespected artha means wealth kama means desire it is not disrespected so that is why lakshmi see in navaratri uh, we worship durga nine days first day three days is durga durga is first worshiped for removing our negative thoughts evil thoughts unless the mother is very ferocious angry looking the child will not behave properly <laughs> that's why durga dev is invoked the mother itself become all the three durga lakshmi saraswati okay it is one mother only and when she is giving the child pocket money for 
<laughs> or going to the school, Veta, take this pocket money. She is Lakshmi. And the child come back with the homework and she sit with him and help him with his homework. She is Saraswati. So all the three is one. Now the first three days we worship Durga for removing our negative thoughts or the papas. Then we worship, then we worship Lakshmi. Lakshmi for what? Lakshmi doesn't mean only money. Lakshmi means virtues. Good values, that is the real, good character is the greatest wealth. And that wealth also, how Bhagavan keep Lakshmi in his chest. What order is given to Lakshmi, see? So in our culture, Lakshmi, the wealth is worshipped. That's why even if you step on to any uh, money, you always, you know, touch and, you know, ask for aparatham also, forgiveness. Mean respect. That's why they say the, the Lakshmi should be kept, money should be kept in your left pocket, you know. It should not be kept in the, you know, hip pocket. It is considered insult to Lakshmi. Then you see Saraswati. Afterwards, when you have given proper respect, in the sense, Money spent in a dharmic way. Money in the hands of people who are not righteous. It is dangerous to themselves, dangerous to the society also. You can see that now. Money in the wrong hands. Because of that only all the ter- terrorism, everything is happening because of what? Money in the wrong hands. If money has to be in the net hand, who is disciplined, then that very money becomes a blessing to the society. And such a person, when he has matured, then he seeks what? Knowledge, Saraswati. So that's why it is a gradual growth. So Karma Yoga, purification of mind, then he is taken to Jnana, knowledge. Such manishanha karmajam palam tektva renounce giving up the fruits of action. When you perform an action, result come anyway, whether you like it or not. But you are not attached to it. Results make no difference to your state of mind. This thought that what did I get will go. See, sometime before a person came and asked me, Swamiji, you have been in this mission for the last 40 years. In fact, more than 40 years now. What did you get? Simple question. What did you get? Suddenly a thought came to me. Say, I got something. What is that? This thought that, what did I get, that is gone. So your job is to go on doing your kartavya karma without 
expecting any result and doing it as Ishara Aradhanartham. If you do that, what happens? Janma Bandha Vinirmuktaha Padam Gachanti Anabayam. Janma Bandha, free from this Janma, transmigration. Janma itself is a Bandha shackle. Janma Yeva Bandha. Birth itself is a Bandha. <laughs> Why? Because the moment you are born, death is there. See, that's something that you cannot <laughs> avoid. Because we are, all our troubles that we go through is because of what? Janma only. So Bhagavad Shankaracharya says, Janma Yeva Bandha. <laughs> Janma itself is a bondage. Why? If you are not born, there would not have been any trouble. For us or others also. So Janma is because of karma. Karma comes because of desires, vasanas. Vasanas come because of avidya, ignorance. Avidya does not come. You are known as avidya comes because of what? <laughs> it is there, it is beginningless. So therefore, ignorance is beginningless. When did ignorance start, you cannot say. But if you say when ignorance starts, then there is a problem. Suppose I ask you, do you know Russian? You say, I don't know, I hope you don't know. You say, I don't know. Suppose I ask you, ignorance of Russian started when? Swamiji, just know when you asked. That means what? Ignorance of Russian started now. So before starting, what would have been there? Opposite of ignorance, isn't it? Knowledge. So before starting the ignorance of Russian, what was there? Knowledge of Russian was there. <laughs> it is totally contradictory. From knowledge, ignorance cannot come. Therefore, ignorance has been there all the time. You come to recognize your ignorance at a given point of time. But ignorance has been there all the time. Therefore, it is beginningless. So, in the beginning, Karma Yoga attacks Vasanas and later Jnana Yoga removes Avidya. Padam Gachanti Anamayam They reach, they realize, they go, it's not that they go somewhere. They realize that their very nature is what they were seeking. Surupam Atmasurupam Mokshaha Anamayam Surupam means niramayam, anamayam, free from diseases, afflictions. So we have got so many diseases, diseases at body level, mental level, intellect level also. Disease at body level is called vyadhi. Disease at mental level is called adhi. All intellectual level also we have diseases. <clears throat> Not understanding, over-understanding, abhavana, viparita bhavana. These are all intellectual problems. Erroneous understanding, vipatti, asambhavana, doubt in understanding. These are all intellectual problems. Then we have complexes, inferiority, superiority, all at intellectual 
लेवल सो आधि व्याधि उपाधि ऑल ऑफ देम विल बी रिपोर्ट वेयर डज दिस मनीषिना गो ही गोस वेयर देयर आर नो अफ्लिक्शन निरामया समाधि स्वस्थविकम बुद्धियुक्ता डू योर कर्मा सेस्कर्म योगी दैट विल गिव यू चित्त शुद्धि which is very essential to receive jnana finally you become jnani manishi you become enlightened realized soul then you become janma bandha vinirmukta then you just abide in your true self and reach that padam which is devoid of all afflictions and this can be accomplished while living in this world it is not that you will get mukti after death no here while living you will attain the mukti continuing yadate moha kalilam yadate moha kalilam buddhir vetitarishyati now if one wants to know how much time is required for to get this kind of buddhi or in other words when will i know i have got it what this nyara this antakarna suddhi jnanam how do i know i got it so bhagavan is giving a testing here yada tada yada means when moha kalilam te your buddhi intellect moha kalilam impurity of delusion vetitarishyati cross over when your intellect cross over the impurity of delusion tada then srotavyasya what is to be heard srutasyacha and what has been heard nirvedam dispassion gandasi you shall gain then you shall gain a dispassion towards what has been heard <coughs> what is yet to be heard <clears throat> See, this sloka is a question to the generally commonly asked question: How would I know I have gained that buddhi? So, yada. That's why yada tada is used here. <clears throat> Moha means aviveka rupam. This delusion is in the form of lack of discrimination. <clears throat> श्रोतव्य सो वट हेपन देर विल बी आई हेव हर्ड सर्टन थिंग्स कन्फ्यूशन कम्स थिंग्स दैट आई हेव नॉट हर्ड ऑल्सो सर्टन कन्फ्यूशन विल अराइज वेन आई आई वॉज इन फॉरेस्ट एट दैट टाइम आई यूज टू विजिट अमेरिकन 
So when I used to visit, when I go back, people go and ask me. At that time I was a brahmachari, so. Oh, did you go to America? Yes. Have, have you seen <coughs> Niagara Falls? I said, no. What? You went to America, you didn't go and see Niagara Falls. What kind of person you are? Okay, second time I came, then I made sure that I go to Niagara Falls. I went to this uh, buffalo, and there one friend of mine showed me this Niagara Falls. Then I went proud, took some picture also, and went back and said, Ah, I saw Niagara Falls. Then this fellow looked at me and said, Hey, did you see from American side or Canadian side? I said, no, no, only in American side because I didn't have a, a Canadian visa, I can't go there. So second time came, then my curiosity increased, I took make sure that I got a Canadian visa and then I went to Canada. And for excuse, some excuse, I had some lecture also, satsang also. So one day I told them, please take me to Niagara Falls. My, my satsang was in Toronto, so I uh, took the car and then went to see. Of course it is different, completely different from what I saw from the buffalo side. When you see from Canada side, buffalo side is nothing. Then I went and told him, took picture also, I said, proudly said, yes, now I saw from Canadian side also. Now that person again asked, so did you see the daytime or night time? <laughs> because in the night time there are lights and music and all that, the, the fall looks so beautiful. Uh, I said, no, daytime only, even night time, evening I have satsang. Then I made sure one day I took off and I saw night time also. At the night time it is difficult, very beautiful. That light uh, and uh, light and sound show. Wonderful. Then I went and strolled in that day. I saw night time also. And this person again asked, Did you go in the aircraft? <laughs> you had an aerial view of it. Oh. I said, Forget it. This is no way now. It keeps going. So in this world, if you keep listening to people, listening to Shastra also, not even uh, people. Anything you do, there will be always confusion. Especially in the spiritual field, as many masters are there, that many techniques are there. Suppose somebody, some Mahatma will come and tell you, you have to quieten the mind, use pranayama. And he will teach you also how to do pranayama. And you start practicing this. Another guru will come, kya pranayama now, that is not going to help you. You do japa. Then he gave up pranayama and started doing java. A third guru comes. What? You gave up pranayama and you are doing java? No, 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 that is not correct. You should do both. How? When you are inhaling, inhaling and exhaling, you take the name of Bhagavan. <laughs> and sometimes it goes to that extent when you say ra, inhale, ma, exhale. <laughs> Like this, goes like this. No. 
everybody comes and tell you authentically this is the right path. Will you not confuse me? Srotavya <laughs> There are things that you have not heard. There will be curiosity about it. So, Yathate Mohakalilam Srotavya Sutasya Moha Kalila means the dirt of Moha delusion. Kalila means confusion. <coughs> Mixed with Moha Kalila. Moha means Aviveka Rupam. This delusion in the form of lack of discrimination. And this lack of discrimination at different levels. What is my duty and what is not my duty? I don't understand. This is Moha. This with reference to duty. And moha also comes at the identity level. What am I? Who am I? That itself is not known. So we have confusion related to our identity. There is an identity crisis. This impurity of mind, this lack of discrimination, it impairs our very vision, our very knowledge, our sukhupa. This Abhiveka is called Moha Delusion. <coughs> so, confusion about Dharma and Moksha, that is the ultimate goal, or Arthakama is the ultimate goal. This also there is a confusion. Ordinary level, everybody thinks Arthakama is the highest goal. And from that state to rise to dharma, moksha, it takes time for him. There is a fascination for this world and sometimes infatuation that is called moha. So moha means first lack of discrimination and wrong identity. Because of that, this extrovert nature identification with the body, all these are moha. <clears throat> so moha has got avarana and vichepa. It covers the identity and projects something else. So mohas, mohas, the what has been heard means everything known, not just hearing alone, Whatever had been seen, tasted, smelled, felt, everything that is known, experienced by our senses, Sabdasparsharubarasagandha, enjoyed by our senses, all come under Sudasya. And the term Sodavya indicate all that might be seen, heard, or enjoyed thereafter. Kartavyam to be done. Tavyam he means to be done. So all this. Whatever is known, unknown, they cannot tempt you anymore. That is the point, finally. They lose all their attraction and fascination. This is called Vairagya Narvedam. So, Sotavyasya Yadate Mohakalilam Buddhir Vetitarishyati Tada Gandasi Narvedam Shodavyasya Sudasya 
Sudharvedam here, it is passion, vairagya. He is not interested in there. Something you come and tell him that, you know, let us go and see this, let us go and see that. I never seen Gurudev travel all over the world many times, many rounds. But I never seen him going for a sightseeing. <laughs> Even devotee takes also, he is not interested. <laughs> Why? Because that interest is not there, that fascination is not there. So, whatever heard or not heard, he doesn't have too much of enthusiasm. Yeah, to seeing your enthusiasm, he may come with you. But himself is not fascinated. So, when your intellect crosses over the impurity of delusion, then you shall gain dispassion towards what has been heard, what is yet to be heard. This means you have gained yoga bhakti. So, that is the point. Narveda Maya. Srotavyasya Sudasya. Continuing. Shruti Viprati Pandate. Yadasthasyati Nishchala. Naturally, all these questions will rise. How and when one may be able to reach that abode? The answers are given here. <coughs> Yada, when Shuti Vipratipanna Buddhi, mind generally distracted by Vedas. Shuti Vipratipanna Buddhi, te. Achala, firmly established. Samadhau, samadhi here means atma, self. Not samadhi avastha. Samadhi avastha is a mental state. One can break that samadhi. Some can come out of samadhi. One can remain in samadhi. But here it is samadhi, the word means atma, your surupa. Then there is no breaking from the samadhi. <laughs> Once you attain your state of uh, nature, there is no coming or going. You are always in samadhi. Nishchala steady sthasyati will remain. Tada, then yogam avapsyasi. Self-knowledge you shall gain. So when your mind is no longer distracted by the Vedas, it will remain steady, firmly established in the self, then you will gain self-knowledge. Shruti means to hear and also Vedas. Here the word Shruti is used in such a way, both the meanings are there. Shruti, hearing, we have heard so many things through our ears. So as I was telling you that, you know, somebody will say, Japa is good, somebody will say, Pranayama is good. 
Somebody says Dharamarga is good, somebody says you should do seva to the humanity. That is better than doing everything else. Or somebody will say you do some what you call anagasam start, something like that. So everybody has got their own idea. And even if you go to our Vedas also, it confuses you. And why? Because especially Hindu scriptures, there is the main complaint for all the <laughs> Hindus only. Our scriptures are the most confusing one. Whereas other religions, they have only one book and one God, there is no confusion. When it comes to Hindus, we have pantheon, pantheon of gods. Many gods are there, many books are there. <laughs> is it not confusing? It is not confusing. It is actually shows your richness. Culture is rich. Suppose you go to a, a shopping mall. where they sell only saffron color cloth. Will you be interested in going there shopping? One color, one fabric. Ah. <laughs> you will go to a shopping mall where varieties are there, isn't it? <laughs> now these varieties are given to you. See, no religion should say this is the only method. Why? Because humanity, if you want to bless, each one of them are in different level of growth. You cannot say university, say I will teach, we will teach only postgraduate level study. You will have only minimum students. A university has to prepare the student to come to that postgraduate level. It has to provide means to prepare them to reach that level. The region also has to have that motherly affection. That my children are not always the same level. They are all at different level. So different people, different advices are given at different levels. Therefore, if you look at generally, literally, it may look confusing. But if you understand from the totality, then what happened? You appreciate why our religion advises to some people this, to some people that, because of their growth. Sometimes the scriptures say you have to be ritualistic, you have to do this puja, you have to do Sandhyavandam, you have to do Surya Namaskaram, all kinds of things they will advise. Why? Some people need that. And a person who is little more awarded is you do japa, sit down and do dhyana, meditation, upasana. And afterwards the Upanishads say all these are useless. <laughs> Give up everything. It is not necessary. And they reject the whole thing. Even rituals are rejected, pranayama is rejected, asanas are rejected, and worship, murti worship is rejected, japa is rejected, meditation is rejected, madhukya, karika, gonopadacha is rejected, everything. Why? It is addressed to such students who 
is evolved. So like a postgraduate person who is a mathematic postgraduate student, he is told that to give up all the tables, <laughs> all those things they, they, you use, even calculate and give up if you say it is nothing wrong with that. So the same way here, Shruti also, it may look confusing to a common man, but if you look from a total standpoint, it is addressing to different level of people. And therefore, it looks like there are different paths, but actually they are not different paths. So this confusion has to be resolved by proper understanding. So Shruti Vipadipanna confused man because of listening to different Mahatmas or different Shrutis. Vedas talk about various means for achieving various ends. These means and ends are described beautifully and elaborately that one's mind become confused. Vipadipanna means there seems to be so many means and ends for <coughs> need to accomplish and they keep on increasing. So when you understand these statements, these teachings that are there in Vedas are from different standpoint, it is different for different seekers at different levels, then there is no confusion. So whatever that is suitable to you, you take it. It doesn't mean you have to do everything. Just because somebody is doing that, I also do that. Not necessary. Whatever path you have chosen, you feel comfortable, do that. That itself become a means for your growth. You don't have to look at the other person is uh, standing upside down, you know, like Sishasana. Let me also do. You break your ribs. Don't do that. You are not cut out for that. Don't do it. Appreciate it. Very good. Take a picture and put it in Facebook. That's what nowadays, anything you do, Facebook. Somebody sneezes, Facebook. Then there is a note also. And you have to reply saying, I like it. <laughs> That's the height of it. What is there to like? <laughs> and it tells you also how to reply. You have to say, I like it. Once you understand what exactly the purpose of this, and that is, what is that which is repeatedly said, emphasize, what is the uniqueness, everything should be clearly understood. Then there is no confusion. Say, like a doctor, if patient approaches him for a simple common cold. Uh, it's not like our, some in India, you know, there's a doctor is there, most of the time compounded, they do the uh, diagnosis, medicine, everything. So they have a standard you know, liquid, two, two, three colors are there, <laughs> yellow, blue, green and all that. And then they will make one, uh, what you call, a paper, they cut it nicely and then dose machine. And whoever comes, he gives this. No, but as you study the medical science more and more, 
the doctor will not prescribe the same medicine to the to different people even though disease may be looking same but he has to consider the condition of the patient if i give this medicine it will affect he has got a blood pressure he has got diabetes he has got other problems so all these problems are to be taken into consideration only then you should give the medicine and that is why you end up taking you know bunch of medicine you know why any doctor will not prescribe only one medicine because if you take that medicine there is a reaction to offset that reaction another medicine is given if you take that there is another reaction for that another medicine is given by the time you <laughs> take care of all the reaction you end up having a bunch of uh, capsules in your hand so the point here is when you your understanding grow wider then what happen there are so many possibilities are there all the possibilities are to be taken into consideration only then you can bless the humanity therefore our religion being very sophisticated it is not just crude it has developed way many millions of years and it is a tested path it is not that something that is imposed upon us people have walked that path and benefited by it therefore they have this they have given to us this rich culture that you can choose from so one should not feel that we have so many god so many paths so many methods these are all something that is to be ashamed of no it is it shows its sophistication its progress and its uh, richness uh so once this confusion look think as though confused statements in the scriptures if one resolve with the help of a guru and proper teaching then sudivi pratibhannade yadastasyati nischalaha nischalaha buddhi means buddhi become steady ಸಮಾಧಿ samadhi means meditation also meditation is to abide in atma aham brahmasmi then you shall gain yoga self knowledge you will be established in yoga you will attain self realization so in in this verse it is given shravana marana nidhyasana all of them are pointed out shravana listening to upanishads so many things are said in upanishad but one has to understand what is the true purpose of upanishad after listening properly so vedanta vijnana sunishchitartha sanyasa yoga yatisha sutta sattva vedanta vijnana sunishchitartha so vedanta vakyas after listening we have to ascertain the right meaning of the shastra and essence of the shastra meaning is to be 
desert to such a person marana reflection through reflection he gained that nischala buddhi achala buddhi steadiness then adityasana contemplation samadhi so all the three are indicated in this verse shravanam maranam adityasanam so yadate mohakalilam viveka vairagya and in verse 53 shravanam maranam adityasana is pointed this 53rd verse actually lord krishna concludes his teaching first i have taken a little break <laughs> he has summarized the entire vedic teaching in this lokas from 11 to 53 this is the essence of vedic teaching All the later chapters, third to eighteen, is only magnification, elaboration of this particular teaching. Uh, now, at this point, Arjuna, see, from that state of depression, dejection. when you saw in the beginning of the second chapter arjuna talking to bhagwan what is that katham bishmaham sankhedronam chamasudana ishubhipadiyotsyami pujar khavari sudana gururahatvai bhanuvavan sreyo bhuktum vikshapibhadeyoke so this talk like how will i ever lift my finger against my guru and my great grandson they are all worshipful people from that state o sarvasambhuda chetaha he prachavitam sarvasambhuda chetaha shishyasteham shadimam tvam prapannam he surrendered himself considered himself as shishya and sought this knowledge yashreshtvamishtam prohidan ved shishyasteham what is that is yes good for me please teach so from that state when bhagwan was started talking he did some magic on arjuna that he started listening to him and he came out of his that state of dejection not only that to the point that now arjuna start asking question <laughs> when you ask question you get involved in the discussion so now bhagavan shankaracharya is an introduction to the arjuna's question when lord krishna said through karma yoga your mind will be purified and through jnana yoga your mind will abide in samadhi and you will become an enlightened person arjuna got an idea an opportunity to ask a question arjuna got very excited about it is it possible for me <laughs> to become what that man of wisdom is it possible for anyone to stay in that condition for a length of time So Arjuna wants to know the nature of that person 
who has attained that samadhi. Lord Krishna succeeded in lifting that Arjuna's mind from the state of grief. Now Arjuna is participating in the discussion. Not only that, he asked a question also. Now this question, if you really literally read, it looks very silly, but then <laughs> if you look into it again, it has come from the pen of Lord Bhagavad. Naturally, it is to be reflected upon. If you keep reflecting, then you understand what Arjuna meant. Whether Arjuna meant or not, but we should <laughs> understand it in a proper way. Arjuna Vacha Stita Pratnasya Kabhasha Samadhistasya Keshava Stita Thikim Prabhasheta Kibasita Vrajeta Kim Arjuna Vaja Arjuna said, Stita Pratnya. Stita Pratnya means, Stita means established, Pratnya means knowledge. The one who is established in knowledge. Knowledge here means Atmatnya also. Established in knowledge means any knowledge can be <laughs> Stita Pratnya. Is Stita Pratnya in what? Science. Is Stita Pratnya in what? Medicine. Like this also you can say. But here, Siddha Pratnya means Atma Nishta, one who is established in, in his own self. So that is Siddha Pratnya. Why? Because he says Samadhistasya. Siddha Pratnya, word is qualified with Samadhistasya, the one who is remaining in Samadhi. Samadhi Avastha, Atma Nishta. One who is established in Paramatma. To that person, Ka Bhasha. Bhasha means language. Now, literally speaking, what language you speak? What is his mother tongue? <laughs> Looks like you're asking. This Tidapratya is what language you speak? Does he speak only in Sanskrit? Then I have a problem. I cannot approach him, communicate with him. What is his Bhasha? Does he need? any translator or he can communicate with everybody without any translator. This is one meaning, literally speaking. But that's not the meaning. Ka Bhasha, Shakaracharya says Paribhasha. Paribhasha means how do others describe him? Bhashanam vajanam katham asam parehi bhashyade samadhisasya samado sthitasya he keshava Katham asau parehi bhashyate. So paribhasha here, that how others describe him. What are the characteristics of that person? That is a meaning. How do you describe him? That's a bhasha means that is it. How do you describe him? So sthita pratnasya ka bhasha samadhistasya keshava sthita dihi kim prabhasheta 
Siddhahi means whose knowledge is free from all doubts. Siddhahi. Kim Prabhasheda. How does he talk? How does he speak? Siddhahi. Siddhapratya Sayam Kim Prabhasheda. Kim Asita. Vrajeda Kim. Kabhasha. Kim Prabhasheda. How does he talk? Kim Asita. How will he sit? Will he sit? Or he will sit always in Padmasana? Or will he stand? Our Gurudev after sannyas, you know, in all those days, Rishikesh, when they take sannyas, the Guru tells the Shishya to go around the country. By foot, okay? <laughs> and no money is given. Ah, this is all greatness of our country. Even though they have no money, they travel all over the country without going through so much of trouble. People will take care of That is our culture. Because sadhu is fed, wherever there is, he go ask for food, he will be given. And in railway also, the ticket examiner, if he is sadhu, he doesn't ask for money. <laughs> Generally that is a... Now things have changed, but so, Gurudev was asked to go around the country on foot. Finally, he reached Kerala, his own hometown. And since he is there, he went to his house. They received him, now he is in Niyasi, received him. And he was very tired, so he went to sleep. So suddenly the neighbors came to know this, this person has come, he is now in Niyasi, he has come from Himalayas. So they were all curious to see him. So they came and asked, where is he? He said, he's sleeping. What? He sleeps also. <laughs> so they have different ideas. Sanyas so will no sleep. Here in second chapter, you will see that. So when everybody is sleeping, he's awake. When everybody is awake, he's asleep. That is the kind. So they thought that he doesn't sleep. Then afterwards what happened, you know, they came back, then he got up, then, then now what is he doing? So he is taking a bath. He takes bath also. He thinks that they is. Then afterwards he is eating. Does he eat also? Now they are all surprised. So each one of them, they have some idea, concept about what the Swami is. A Swami should not do this, Swami should not. They put rules on him. <laughs> So what exactly is Sanyasa? What exactly is state of mind? That nobody bothers. So what he does, how he represents, that is what people understand. So that is why this question is asked here. Dhabhasha Chitahi Kim Prabhasheta How does he speak? How does he talk? Kim Asita? How will he sit? Vrajeta Kim how does he walk around? Siddha Pratya. So, these questions, how does he walk, how does he speak? Siddha hi hi Siddha Pratya sayam vakim prabhasheta kim vasita vajeta kim asanam vrajanam vat tasya katham ityartaha. So, arena slokena with this verse, Arjuna is asking the characteristic of 
How do you recognize him? From his behavior, from his nature, from his attitude, the way he carries himself, how do you recognize him? This is the question. Now the answer to this is one of the most beautiful masterpieces of Bhagavad Vyasa. And to picturize the person, Gurudev used to say there are many methods of describing a person. So an artist, if he paints in a canvas, this is one way of depicting the person. Or a sculpture, when he makes a statue, he takes a particular posture of that person, frozen, and then he depicts that person. But there, it is all static, there is no movement. So, <coughs> Vyasa Bhagavan wanted to pictoriously give this picture of this Siddha in a dynamic way, not a static way. So Vyasa Bhagavan uses the method of word painting. Now see, the words have got so much of power and that powerful method Vyasa uses and how dexterously he uses, we shall see that from tomorrow. There are 18 verses. In three days we have, we'll be able to complete. Thank you. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachire Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vasishyate Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Sri Guru Pyo Dabha Hari Om